This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org and see what Eagle Saving Nations is all about. It comes back to Pentecost. Only the power of God can influence any nation. We need the power of God because we're living in a nation right now that is turning evil and only the church can stop this insanity. I have with me Sydney Hemingmore, prophetic lady, woman of God, entrepreneur. Sydney, welcome back to the program Warning. Thank you, Jonathan. If you haven't seen Sydney's interviews with me, you can go to my website again, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. And over the years, I've done different programs with her, many on how God has healed her from death. We talked about that just yesterday. Sydney, I know you went to Sweden. In fact, I prayed yes. for you right before you went. And why don't you yes. tell me about your time in Sweden? Well, Sweden is a beautiful, beautiful land. I would even call it a land of milk and honey. The scenery is majestic. It's a lot like the Seattle area. I was in Stockholm, the main city, which is a huge uh, metropolis area. And it reminded me a lot of Seattle, you know, the beautiful wild flowers, the honeybees, It's literally a land of milk and honey. It is a land that God has blessed so much. They're right on the the Baltic Sea, and they have this beautiful archipelago of islands. It's a lot like Puget Sound. And I have something really controversial to say, Jonathan. Okay. In my personal opinion, Stockholm is actually prettier than Seattle. (laughs) Well, I... (laughs) What has happened over the last few years with Antifa and Black Lives Matter and this woke nonsense? Yeah, Seattle used to be beautiful, but I'll tell you what, they've really trashed it. Yeah, I know. You can get a, I get a bad feeling, you know, when I go there. I can feel the, the new age vibes, you know, when I'm there. There's almost a spirit of confusion over in that area. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I've Sweden, you're right. It's beautiful. I've been there at least a half a dozen times. And I've spent even months there at a time going through Sweden speaking. In fact, if you were in Stockholm, I spoke at the Stockholm uh, Lutheran Church right there, the big one in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And oh, so uh, since that time I spoke, I know 
it's really regressed. I mean, even then it was regressing, and that's why God sent me there. I have a prophecy for Sweden, too. Before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your experience in Sweden? Was this your first time or, or not? I've been there about three times. My daughter went there seven years ago to get her PhD. She's studying on saving the uh, European links. Okay. Yeah, which is almost like a mountain lion. They're not the pretty fluffy North American links that we have. They're a bigger animal, more like a mountain lion. All right. And she, and um, she's working on you know the populations and how the genetics go together. And so basically reintroducing the European links to basically Europe, because they were wiped out almost at one time. But, you know, God is having mercy and bringing them back. Now, I asked my daughter, she's been there seven years, and yes. I asked her if she would give a comment. And, and she said, Sweden, it's a nice place to live where people are valued as individuals and not just as employees or contributors to the economy. They take care of their people and they trust people to re behave responsibly. Well, she says, but they seem surprised and confused when people don't follow the rules. So they seem kind of naive in that way. So I guess you would call it a blind and asleep and um, a self-deceptive. It's almost like there's two Swedes, okay? I got great, um, the most beautiful, freshest air in the world. Okay, no, no pesticides used. They they let the wildflowers, you know, what we would call weeds, but there, their beautiful wildflowers grow. So the air is fresh. The uh, water is the most delicious water in the world. It's just a really blessed land. Now there are certain areas where I went. And everything seems so beautiful. In the downtown area, which is the more expensive area to live, and the tourist area where all the beautiful museums are and the 100 or 300-year-old buildings, there's white people. There's white people dressed in beautiful wool clothes. And everybody looks like they're doing well. Everybody's happy healthy, beautiful, you know, young, old, male, female. But then you go out to the suburbs, and this is where my daughter lives. She lives in the suburbs, and she lives in kind of the northwest area, more up by the uh, freeways. Now there, there's a whole different population base. In the Mall of Scandinavia, I would say that the ethnic Scandinavians or the ethnic Swedish were as little as 20%, maybe even less, maybe much, much less. So they do have a large immigrant population. Then in the park near where my daughter lived, they the people there, Again, you have maybe 20% of the ethnic Swedish, you know, the, the blonde, blue-eyed, you know, beautiful uh, people of the ethnic beauty of the Swedish people. Only 20%, Jonathan. Wow. That's, 
not much. Okay, then what, then what else I see is I see all the other ethnic groups. Each ethnic group keeps their own clothes. They don't even try to wear the regular clothes of the culture like we wear or like the Western Westerners wear. No, the, the women, the senior ladies, they keep their burkas, you know, with the black sheets. A lot of the men, you know, they keep their Islamist clothes and their little hats and things like that. So basically, out in the suburbs where my daughter is, I wanted to figure out what percentage of the population is basically African immigrant, okay? And I think most of the uh, African immigrants are Islamists. There's a few Christians there from the Mideast, but not many. So they do a state-sponsored preschool. As long as the woman is working, they'll take care of the little babies from one year's up free and then they teach them Swedish and by the way Swedish is the accepted language in the school so the children are learning Swedish yeah my little grandbabies they're learning Swedish as well as English of course so anyway so I'm at the preschool and I'm watching the ladies come to pick up the little kids as I'm waiting for my daughter well I counted them and it was something like maybe there were seven people came, maybe it was seven, you know, five to ten gals. All of them, except for two, were Mideastern or African. So there were some from South America too. So what's happened is that Sweden is a beautiful culture with the beautiful people, but you know, you gave a message to them back in, what was it, 1999. You said, urgent, urgent, the time is now, Sweden. So basically, what they have is they have an Islamist invasion, okay? That is what is happening. So one day, we were in uh, my daughter's um, houses. They, most people don't have houses. They live in, like, apartments or townhouses, there's a lot of high-rise, high-density population. And very few people can afford an individual home like we mainly have here in America. So there were all these police cars all over, police helicopters, sirens, and we were going somewhere and the police blockade even turned us around in our car. We had to go around, there was a police blockade. Well, what was happening is the Islamist had brought basically an assault force to the fairgrounds at Sweden. Now, I never could have imagined it unless I would have seen it with my own eyes on video. We couldn't even get close, obviously, but I saw it on video, people who were there. So evidently, this is the story. Evidently, a massive mob of Eritrean Islamists came and assaulted violently. This wasn't any little protest, okay? No, this was a violent military-like assault, in my personal opinion, using stones and clubs, and they beat the heck out of the Eritrean people who were putting on the festival. Wow. So, 
Yeah, so right there in Sweden is Islamist civil war. So basically what happened down in Ethiopia is right in Sweden, right when I was there. And it's really interesting, Jonathan, I was trying to juxtapose between like almost the two Swedens. There's this one Sweden that's so beautiful and, and historic. And then there's another Sweden that's right there on the edge of Islamist civil war, Jonathan. It is scary. It is scary in my personal opinion. Well, the problem is urgent. Basically what you prophesied to Sweden in 1999, you said urgent, urgent. And I was there in 2023, August, 2023. And I saw that urgent Islamist invasion. Now, at this point, they're not assaulting the Christians at this point. No, they well, they may have been assaulting Eritrean Christians, but they weren't assaulting the, um, the European Christians yet. They weren't doing it yet. But the, the violence was absolutely terrifying. And what it reminded me of is way back in the Bible, you know, when Hagar had uh, Ishmael, you know, of course, God loved Ishmael and Hagar, but God did say, God did say, Ishmael will be a wild ass of a man. His hand is going to be raised against everybody. And that's what I saw. And everybody's hand, you know, is going to be raised against him because Ishmael, the Islamists are pounding. And that's what, that, that, that's what is happening right there. I mean, it was horrifying. Now, the government is starting to do something about it. Um, Sweden just elected a, uh, a far-right party. They call it a far-right party, but it's actually an anti-Islamist or anti-immigration party. And I noticed down there in the Netherlands, Geert Wilders, he got elected too, and he's telling the truth about the Islamist invasion. And I thought it was really interesting um, Jonathan, that, you know, in, in 1683, there was a war at the gates of Vienna. There was a great war, and the uh, Islamist armies were coming from the Mideast, and they basically uh, got to Vienna. But in 1683, at the gates of Vienna, they were stopped. So the Islamist invasion was stopped in 1683. And you know what's interesting, it was stopped by God because I read a little report on that. And the problem was, is that it was raining and the rain made it so that the um, explosions from the Islamist explosives in 1683 couldn't take down the wall. And I thought, isn't that something? God stopped the Islamist invasion. Well, the problem is, is no, it's here and it's now in Europe. So I pulled up an article here just to try to explain what happened a little more um, thoroughly. It was August 4th, 2023. Okay, the headline says Sweden, violent clashes erupt during cultural event after two groups of Eritrean immigrants come face to face in Stockholm. Dozens injured. It says Muslim migrants attacked an Etrian festival. 
Over a thousand Muslim migrants clashed, stoned each other and police. Well, the video that I saw was not a clash. No, the video that I saw was an assault. People were peacefully, the government supporters were peacefully doing a fair to raise money. And the rioters came. The riots broke out. This is what the article says. After thousands of anti-Eritrea government protesters who were who were holding a protest nearby. And by the way, when, I, when they say the word protest, no, it was not a protest. It was a gathering point for a violent assault. A protest nearby broke through a police barrier and stormed the Eritrean pro-government festival being held in Stockholm. The protesters tore down festival tents and used tent spikes as weapons against police. They also pelted stones at the people participating in the cultural event and pelted the police too. Videos from this scene showed cars and at least one tent on fire. So that is what happened right in the, the most beautiful Stockholm, Sweden. You'd think the most beautiful, peaceful place on earth. Well, it's not like that anymore, Jonathan. I know. They uh, they need to understand the spirit of Islam. Islam is not a religion. It's a constitution. They go anywhere in the world when they migrate to undermine the country that they migrate to. They will swear an allegiance to their constitution like they did in America, but then they will violate it because to them you can lie to an infidel and every nation is an infidel unless it's under Islam. And so their only loyalty is to the constitution in Islam. And they have to take over every nation for Allah. It's called the country of war. Unless it's under Allah, then it's the country of peace. They say they're a religion of peace because once they do away with a nation's culture and their religions through Islamic war, so to speak, then it becomes a religion of peace. Other than that, it's violence. And so they go to every nation to take it over for Allah, for Islam. And we, they, you know, people have to understand that. And what they're, we're doing right now, they're seeing an Islamic invasion around the world through open yes. borders because the world powers want a new world order. That's it's what they want, line. a new world order. And I've been reading over the years how Swedish ladies have been raped because they don't have a burqa over their head covering. And so in Islam, they're a prostitute. And so they rape them. And so uh, yeah. all through Europe, we're seeing an Islamic uprising and nation after nation are about ready to fall to Islam. Now, I've been warning this for over 20 years. Well, you are right, Jonathan. There was one little girl in Sweden, and I didn't know her. I read about her on the news, and she was basically raped to, into a vegetable because she was out at some park, and the Islamists were there. You know, when I was with my little two-year-old and three-year-old grandbabies, I didn't leave their side for a second, Jonathan. I was on edge because there was lots of... Uh, Mid-Eastern Islamist men just milling around. I could feel it. It was very dangerous, Jonathan. Yeah, I gave, a, uh, as you know, a prophecy for Sweden clear back in March 21, 1999. 
says on a Sunday night, March 21, 1999, at Bethel Church, now Church of the Nations in Tacoma, Washington, USA, I was sharing about my recent trip to Malaysia, a country I'd prophesied over. I opened my mouth, and the Holy Spirit came upon me, and I prophesied, quote, Sweden, the word for Sweden is now. Now is the time to give the word, the warning of urgency before persecution comes on the remnant in Sweden. Because after America, first the economy crashes, then throughout the land, the cities burn. Then London burns. Then intense persecution on the born-again church in Sweden. Urgency, urgency. Sometimes we pray that we don't get ahead of God. In Sweden's case, it's that we don't procrastinate and miss being faithful to what God wants us to do and say. The time for Sweden is now. It's now. It's now time to give the warning as the church throughout Sweden is backslidden, as our pastors throughout Sweden backslidden. They serve the government. They serve man in the name of God. God wants to bring the message of repentance to the church in Sweden. And I've gone a half a dozen times over the years to Sweden and given that warning. Sydney? And that, that warning is still here and now and powerful and still for this moment, Jonathan. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening, you're watching uh, the warning program. We've had some technical difficulties. So uh, most of you finished the program by listening to it on radio. But I'll tell you, um, Islam, they're trying to take over the nations. The, right now, what you're seeing all through the world is a uh, push for a new world order. Uh, they're trying to topple the sovereignty of nations, the borders. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to have a mighty awakening, a great revival uh, in America. Another great awakening if we're going to stop this insanity uh, where they try to topple the republic and move us into a new world order. Uh, that's what they're trying to do right now. You saw the war going on in Israel with Hamas. Hamas and their charter is to wipe out the Jews and then wipe out uh, the Christians. So they want uh, Israel first and then America. They had protests all through uh, America in favor of Hamas. This is crazy. If you've taken a uh, oath to get citizenship, uh, and you're supposed to then obey our constitution and our values. Now, if you're protesting in favor of Hamas, which is totally against our constitution and our values, they're a terrorist organization. I think you should be arrested and deported. This is what has to be done in nations all through the world if they want to save their nation. I'll tell you what, Hamas is a violent, genocidal, Islamic organization with the spirit of the beast to destroy the people in that nation. I'll tell you what, 1,400 Jews in one day massacred, children cut out of their mother's womb, children beheaded, women raped, kidnapped hostages, over 250. If you were a person and you they stopped you, they killed you, they raped you, they beheaded your children. They would behead your children in front of the parents. Then they would also, in some cases, kill the parents in front of the children. Either way, they killed the remainder. We are in trouble today. Yes. Hamas yes. is trying to destroy the Jews. I need to go to Israel, ladies and gentlemen, and try to work 
with rebuilding the lives of Israelis. I've been to the fighting areas. I've been to the Gaza, right to the Gaza Strip. I've been in those communities. I have friends there. We were going to put up a dental clinic there. Uh, Shai Hermish, World Jewish Congress leader. I've been in his home several times right there. I've been reaching out to him. Nobody could reach him. Finally, he responded. He was hiding for over 20 hours. He escaped his kibbutz, the community where he lived, wiped out. I've been there several times. His son did. I need to go to Israel. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to help me, worldministries.org, 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 Zell and PayPal, you can help me. Or telephone 360-629-5248, Send me a check, World Ministries International, PO Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue with Sydney tomorrow. Sydney, God richly bless you. Thank you, Jonathan. And I want to make a donation to you so I can give love. I can give money when you go to Jerusalem and Israel. And I pray to God that God give you a word when you get there. Well, thank you so much, Sydney. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.